with Jay Blessed is a transparent look into the life and mind of a Caribbean woman having human experiences. Get into my mind as I share my most vulnerable thoughts and honest experiences. I'll take you on a roller coaster of emotions as you get to know someone who might share similar experiences with you. Some might make you speechless, you'll definitely laugh. Others might make you angry and some might even make you cry. But my very real, very raw, very relatable weekly podcast will always keep you coming back for more. Join me as I talk to myself, talk to you, and even talk to some special friends in my head. (laughs) In my head is an introspective look from a voyeuristic point of view. For a list of all my social channels and how you can connect with me, please view this episode's summary. To join in on the conversation, use the hashtag HeadWithJB. That's H-E-A-D-W-I-T-H-J-B. And follow me on Instagram at RealJBlessed and Twitter at JBlessed. Let's get in on the conversation together. Don't forget to log on to my official website, JBlessed.com. A human experience from a Caribbean perspective. Episode 38, Mental Health and Motherhood. In my head. Hey fam, hey fam, hey fam. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. It's hump day, bitches. <laughs> and you know, you know without a doubt that um, this is what we do each and every Wednesday. It's all about In My Head with Jade Blessed. Thank you so very much. Each and every one of you, whether a new listener, first-time listener, recent listener, or a dedicated and loyal Jaybird, I salute you. I thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in every week just to hear your girl and the crazy and healthy and fun and entertaining and emotional and vulnerable and all that is good and positive and healthy right here. On, I could say the number one Caribbean mental health podcast. Yeah, I could say that, right? <laughs> um, I wasn't sure what to discuss this Wednesday because I was battling, or I was battling between um, mental health and masturbation. <laughs> yes, and mental health and motherhood. But. Uh, after doing a poll on my Instagram, the resounding response was just because this Sunday is Mother's Day, just for the sentiment of it all, do mothers first, and then we can get back to masturbation. Um, <laughs> so um, it's coming, y'all. Damn. Pun intended. It's coming, y'all. Um, let me behave. We got some others listening. Yo, mom's got a sense of humor too. No, don't. How you take your chair? Hey, you take mommy and listen. Yetna. You better give your mama some credit. The hell. Mental health and masturbation coming soon to this podcast. (laughs) Anywho, um, I wanted to cover motherhood and, um, 
I wasn't quite sure what angle, but I, I figured out what I'll do tonight. And I've enlisted the help of a friend who's going to be on soon. Um, but before that, I want to shout out some people who really, really wanted me to do this particular episode. And they they gave me their reasons why. And I want to acknowledge them because I may not be able to cover all of the topics, um, but I did want to acknowledge the fact that they did mention it. So let me go in here real quick and give some shout outs. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't sure what angle. Of course, by now you should know May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, off of a very heavy, emotionally heavy podcasting month of April, I am trying to lighten it up a bit. However, you know, talking about mothers can be fun and comical, but it could also be like very sensitive and heavy depending on the type of relationship you have with your mom. Um, but nonetheless, I'm going to make sure that this episode is definitely shareable and enjoyable and that we cover as many topics as possible. But above all, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So whatever you have to do to be okay with yourself, to be at peace with yourself, do that. If it means unsubscribing from someone's newsletter, do that. If it means blocking someone's telephone number, do that. If it means creating healthy boundaries between you and your mother, do that. <laughs> Anywho, so let me let me shout out these ladies who um who gave me their reasons as to why I should choose motherhood for this week's uh podcast uh episode. So Crystal said I think women have to learn how to ask for help and delegate in order to manage their lives. It feels like there are more expectations put on you every year as a mother. And it's outright unrealistic. The other is learning to be okay with others' opinions about you. But the most important thing is for you to be okay with yourself. Once a woman gets to this point, she becomes liberated and can now live her own truth and in her own skin. Okay, girl. (laughs) Shadarine had a lot to get off her chest. She said um, she wants me to cover motherhood to basically elaborate on the pressures of society on a single mother. And the judgment people pass on mothers, example, telling mothers of young children they shouldn't date so soon or that they shouldn't party or hang out. She also wanted me to discuss, you know, society's expectations of what being a mother really is. Um, And also that she wanted to address how some of the most mentally disturbed people are mothers because they are often the ones who have to deal with everyone and everything and the kids and the kids' education whereas the men just, they just roll along. (laughs) I heard you, Shadarine, I heard you. Tasha just made it really succinct. She said, discipline, role model, domestic issues, education. Okay, I heard you. Um, Rochelle said she wanted me to cover motherhood because, in her opinion, a lot of mothers lack respect and they always have a difference of opinions. Everything can't be their way. And that's how they like it. They just like it their way. Um, and sometimes they make you feel like you owe them. For instance, if you finish school and then you're seeking a career or just starting, somehow you have to take care of them and all of their bills as soon as you finish school. All right, time to pay me back. 
girl. <laughs> Elon, um, she said, talk about discipline and girl child versus boy child. Hit now. We can get into that. Dessa said she wanted to talk about Caribbean mothers and their lack of affection to their daughters. Wow. Gresha said, um, please cover their non-acceptance of mental illness and their belief that people just need prayers and a bush bag. <laughs> oh, it's going to be witty. <laughs> that is so true, though. <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean you're depressed? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean you, 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 you stressed out? Stressed out about what? You need some prayers. Go and take a bush back. Oh my God, I can hear it now. Anyway, I have a guest coming in for this episode and I can't wait to introduce you to her and for us to have this lively conversation. I thought it best to have uh, another voice on this particular episode um, yeah, I could do it by myself, but you know what? It's going to get a little bit more colorful when I bring this girl on. Oh, this girl is one of my favorite girls. <laughs> this is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people in the entire world, and I can't wait to introduce you to her. In my head. In my head, fam. Jaybirds. Oh, I got one of my bestest bestest people in the whole wide world who literally is staying up late right now (laughs) just to be on this episode with me so here's what it's going to be like it's really going to be a conversation between the both of us and you guys are just going to eavesdrop (laughs) how about that i want you guys to welcome to the podcast my best friend shauna lynch the fixer oh my god she is a matchmaker extraordinaire single boss mama listen you ain't want nothing with her and she's my best friend (laughs) you're gonna have to talk up i know you're tired but you're gonna have to talk up okay woo so sorry, babe. Can you hear me better now? Definitely can hear you. I think everyone in in in, in Timbuktu can hear you now too. Just nice. just keep it that. Keep it Brooklyn. All right. You know yeah. we know you're not here no more, but still keep it Brooklyn, okay? You can take the girl out of Brooklyn, but you can never take Brooklyn out of the girl. Bop bop bop. We just dropped some points right here. <laughs> All right. So how are you feeling, my love? I am good. I mean, there's a lot going on. I'm mentally exhausted, Mm -hmm. uh, mentally depleted, honestly, but I'm blessed at the same time. So I'm counting my blessings and just trying to manage and tackle everything that's being thrown at me one thing at a time. So how how transparent can we be right now? Obviously, I'm not going to throw all your business out, but how transparent can we be? Um, I mean, I think I'm pretty transparent, but at the same time, I do like to keep my personal, personal stuff. Like, Girl, I got you. To myself. I ain't going to put your business so, outside. I mean, but you, you, I think you know me well enough, Jay. You know me well enough. Whatever you feel, we good. So, I want us to just stay there for a moment. You know, let me just give everyone a backdrop of, um, of who you are. You are a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, to a very brilliant and handsome young man. Thank you, ma'am. And Marquise is almost 16, or is he 16 mm-hmm. yet? 
He'll be 16 next month. All right. Right so, before Maya. Right before Mimi. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you... I know your life. I know the transitions that you've been through. I know a lot of the hardships you've had to endure all the while, most of the time being a single mom. Mm -hmm. And you're also a caretaker, right? And so you are the caretaker to your octogenarian Bayesian mother. Lord, yes. And... (laughs) been for like the last 11 years full-time yeah right and so you know that that helps us to really set the tone for the conversation we're going to have it's going to be a general conversation but I think just us giving our own life experiences really does help put a color to this conversation Mm -hmm. so you're saying that you're mentally drained you're you're going through it right now why well, um, so one of the things is work, you know, working has been very different over the last few weeks. You know, we've had several schedule changes due to the COVID-19 and different roles and responsibilities. I was very fortunate to be promoted during this pandemic, and I'm grateful for that. What? What? Um, <laughs> she got a promotion in the pandemic. Look at that is so good Um, but it came with a lot of stress too and you know now I'm three hours away from my mom where for the last ten and a half years we were together and my mom will be 76 next month so um, along with work I have my mom she actually fell recently and um, I just took a leave of absence from work today because I have to take that three-hour drive and go check on check in on mom and make sure she's good like she didn't eat well yesterday and that broke my heart you know my mother is someone that has fed the community for my entire life um Brooke from Brooklyn um all the way here to Florida like she has fed thousands of people and to know that my mother didn't eat properly yesterday I was like okay I, I gotta go so your mom is actually a septuagenarian and not an octogenarian, but um, that's some heavy stuff. Very. So you're not the only child. No, I am the last of three. So who came before? Um, so <laughs> she has three children. Uh, my, the oldest one, um, I want to say, is like 54, and she's in PA, she has her four children, um, and then there's my brother, who is about 20 minutes from me, with his wife and his daughter, and then there's me. So, out of everyone, you are the one who has taken up the responsibility to take care of mom? Yeah, I mean, nobody else really... I feel like nobody else is going to do it. No one else has stepped up to do it. And, you know, if I'm being super transparent, I love my mom to death. And she is not the most difficult, the most, you know, easy person to get along with all the time. Um, She has her flaws just like every other person in the world, including myself. And I think they just 
didn't want to deal. So it was easier to live their lives and check in when they feel. It was easier and it's easier for them to check in when they feel and live their own lives, but you've taken up that responsibility. Yeah. I mean, really and truly the reason I even moved to Florida is because she was here by herself. And at the time I was the only one who was single, um, unmarried. And I felt like if they're not checking in on mom, like full time, I have to, that's, I mean, that's my mom. I only have one mother. She's been really good to me. Um, we didn't always see eye to eye, but she's a really good person. And now that she's getting older, I like, I almost feel obligated and, and I don't feel bad about it. Like I'm glad that I'm the type of person that I am because knowing who she is and how she's taken care of so many different people over the years, I'm honored to be able to take care of her. And I I actually feel sorry for my siblings in a way that they don't have that same feeling. I mean, do you live your life? But like, that's my mom. And I'm not going to wait until she's dead and gone to say, oh, I wish I could have done this or I wish I did this or I should have spent more time. mm -mm." I I do for my mom just like she does for me. I will drop everything and and go take care of mommy because guess what? I'm employable and, you know, and I know how to make money. So I'm going to take care of my mom. She's first. She's the priority. That's, that's so beautiful. And you are very blessed to have that type of relationship with your mother. Everyone does not. And maybe your, maybe your siblings do not have the same type of relationship that you may have with your mom. And that's just the dynamic of life, right? I think th- this is also so very heavy and layered because... You are a single mom taking care of a young black man that now has to stop everything and go take care of mom. Like, how mentally stressful is that for you? Like, you just took a leave of absence from work and you just said, I'm employable. At the end of the day, I will choose my mom over a job. Mm -hmm. It's very stressful because, you know, I have bills. I have responsibilities. Um, I need to work. I need to continue to make money but at the end of the day only god knows when her expiration date is i have no idea i'm not privy to that information so um i've been blessed to have a number of very good jobs over the last 25 years and i know that my resume speaks for itself and if they decide that you know me taking time to go take care of my mom isn't something that they're comfortable with and they let me go guess what somebody else will benefit from having me on their team. So Uh I'm really not worried about that, but it is stressful. Oh, wow. This is just, you know, one, one point of view from someone. And I'm sure there's someone out there listening. And I know one of my girlfriends, Tasha, she's a single mom of two kids and lives with her mom and her, her grandmother, I believe. And so, you know, it's such a healthy environment to have that intergenerational wealth of information where you could sit at the feet of your grandmother or your great-grandmother. But there's also um, a lot of generational issues mm-hmm. and a lot of generational trauma um, that, mm-hmm. that play into relationships. And so I'm not going to ask you specifically about you know issues that you may have faced unless you want to just talk about those things. But I feel like... Um, 
this is a, a an episode ripe for just touching on these things. So you're a first generation Caribbean American, like you were an American born to Caribbean parents. Correct. And so you have you have a perspective that's different from mine because I was born in the islands, raised in the islands, two island parents, right? But you were raised here. How different based off of you here in my experience or here in some of your friends' experiences and living your own, how different do you think it is um, being raised by a Caribbean parent in America versus a Caribbean parent in the Caribbean? Well, I, I don't know that I feel it's very, very different because both my parents are from Barbados and, you know, I grew up with both my parents until I was, I want to say 12 or 13. Um, and I was very fortunate in that I traveled to Barbados every year, in many cases, twice a year since I was a baby. So as far back as I can remember, I would spend my summers as well as Christmas in Barbados. I'd go to camp there, I'd go to the all-girls school during the summer. Like, I spent a lot of time in the Caribbean. Um, and even when I was home, like, my mother's a Bajan woman and my father's a Bajan man. Like, it, I feel like it was the same, very strict. Um, we didn't talk about a lot in terms of our feelings or our thoughts. My parents were the type that always provided Um, I've never gone without food. I've never had my electricity cut off or phone cut off. Um, We never really went without, but we also didn't have, like, the luxuries of, you know, we were just a regular middle-class family. Can you Um, expand on that, that, that part about you guys didn't talk that much? What does that mean? We didn't talk about, like, my, my parents weren't the type to be affectionate and, you know, tell us that they love us and you know, why certain things were the way that they were. Like, I was always the person who needed that understanding for my, like, that's just the way my brain is wired. But we didn't have those kinds of conversations. Like, well, in order for you to become, you know, a successful person, these are the things that you need to do because X, Y, Z, or these are the struggles that I faced as, you know, an immigrant. And and these are the things that I want you to, take advantage of being born in America, you know, I, I just, we didn't have those conversations. I can hear you say that. And in my mind, I hear you saying, why, why, why? And it was right. the parents saying, because I say so. Exactly. <laughs> Look, Jay, exactly. That was exactly how it was. Because I say so, but why? Mm-hmm. I, you didn't hear what I just said. I says, because mm-hmm. I said so, whatever I says goes. Okay, yeah. like what is the? She's a blasted idiot. Will you keep asking me that for? Because I say so. That's it. Done. <laughs> and Story done. And you know we, you know, people might be like, you know, that's really toxic. But I mean, that's how they were raised, right? And mm-hmm. and and I'm not making excuses for parents, but you know, a lot of them really don't know any better, and most of them because they're older now, they're just stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend recently say how. She got an apology from her dad, and he he was in his 70s or something, and he apologized to her for the times he would, like, beat his children. 
you know, and he he's atoning for being physically abusive. Um, and she she loved her dad, but for him, it's like, okay, now that I'm older, I can see that was wrong. Right. How much Caribbean mothers you think going and sit down and apologize to their children for beating them? Seriously. Well, not many. And I tell you, like, I'm a very outspoken person. And the people who know me know, know that I'm straight, especially with my mom. Now that I'm an adult, like, I'm respectful But my mother knows exactly how I feel. I speak my mind. And we now, I force her to have conversations that she would have never had 30, 40 years ago. Ever. How does someone do that? There there are a lot of mothers still who are afraid to have conversations with their grown adult children. And there are grown adult children who are still tiptoeing around their parents, especially their mothers. Yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like there comes a point where you have to put your big girl panties on and it kind of is what it is. Because at the end of the day, yeah, my mother would probably still try to box me, but she also knows that I'm slightly crazy. I would never hit her back. But she knows. <laughs> <laughs> and it's her fault. And she will take ownership for that. She get beat with all kinds of things, Jay. Like, so... <laughs> I just talk, because what you going to do? You can't hit me or do anything to me that you haven't done already. So so now I'm going to just talk, because now I'm grown. What you going to do? And you <laughs> so, what you going to do? Yo, yo, I'm not that child, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I love my mother, though. I'll be the first one to tell her exactly how I feel, but also when the shit hit the fan, I'm the first one. Look, I'm, I just told my job. Yo, I ain't coming back to work until I, until I come back to work. I'm going to take care of my mom. Yeah. This is the lady nah. that used to, you know, have um, extension he- cords and, and friggin' hangers and cuckoo sticks and all kinds of stuff beating us with it. Like, but that's my, that's my OG. So, you see, the same amount of love that I would want to give to my mom, I've learned how to repackage that and pour it into Maya. And so... Um, for me personally, I've learned to create healthy boundaries. Absolutely. Because, you know, it sounds great. And, you know, I love I love your relationship with Mama Brenda. But not everyone has that type of relationship. Not everyone's mom is here. Right? Right. But I feel like I will also want to cover this for the people that might resonate with my message also. Is that, listen... You might just see mom on special occasions and holidays. And right. that's and fine. Wrong with that. yeah. Especially if you need to keep your distance to preserve your mental health. And you know what? On, a, on, a, on the other hand, you might not even talk to your mother. You may very well be estranged from your mother. You may have tried. You may have exhausted efforts of you know having communication but there are a lot of Caribbean mothers and a lot of mothers in general I just don't want to like pigeonhole one group but there are a lot of mothers in general who are so insensitive to their children's like feelings even as yeah, grown absolutely adults right and, and that's why I don't really knock my siblings because we've all been through a lot we have all been through a lot and if it is better for them to love from a distance, that's fine. And I probably would too, but she doesn't have anybody. 
And knowing that her heart is good, like she's a good person, but she didn't she didn't know better. She wasn't brought up like her my mother's life story is is crazy. And you know, the way she was brought up, I, I try to be empathetic towards what she what she had to deal with and how she internalized it and how she projected it on us. Like it's really not her fault. So I feel like I have to work with her core, her heart. Let's stay right there. Mm -hmm. Let's stay right there. I love the fact that you brought that up because that's the humanness in it all, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we can talk as children and we're parents now also, but, you know, I went through this with my mom, but let's peel back the layers. What did she go through with her mom? And and what did my grandmother go through with her mom? And, right. and this is where we, you know, I try my best to acknowledge generational issues, generational trauma. But there comes a time when you have to address it. It's very disheartening when, as we become more aware and we try to share this information, share this awareness with the people who have hurt us or the people mm-hmm. who've, you know, had, who had taken charge over caring for us and we can now say in our adulthood hopefully in the safety of our adulthood that this thing happened and this really hurt me or when you used to do this or when this happened and you would want to have a healthy open discussion but there's still a lot of mothers who will just shut down the conversation really quickly they will pretend like they're not hearing you (laughs) they'll say okay we'll talk about it another time or 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 they become very judgmental like why are you bringing that up now like you know life is good that's a part of their defense mechanism um and their own like they realize that they've had some inadequacies you know in parenting and i'm sure that it makes them feel ashamed and probably sad and it's maybe a wound they don't want to open up which I get it's not right but I get it you know I've I've made my mother cry a few times not intentionally but you know I don't hit my son I I don't hit him at all right and it's something that I I actually you know if I have to be very honest I hit my son twice once on his fifth birthday okay um and once when he was in fourth grade for lying in and in on his fifth birthday, it was because I told him to stop jumping on the bed um, with my little niece. They're the same age, and they kept going. I told him twice. They kept going. I said, when are you guys going to hurt yourself? And when she jumped and he fell off the bed and hit himself, I busted his tip bill. That was it. <laughs> Apart from that, I've never raised He never jumped on your bed again. <laughs> and he never lied again either. But I feel like the reason that I don't hit him is not because I wasn't taught that. I was fearful that I would become my mother. Right. I can I can relate to that. I resented my mother for a long time. We talk about our relationship. My mother and I didn't have the best relationship for for a long time. This is something that really and truly happened when I moved to Florida. So um, why did you move to her. Florida just to, just to be there for her? And I felt bad. And I know my mother has a good heart and she meant well. I have a but question. She just didn't know any better. Were you guilted into making that decision or did you do no, it? No, definitely not. Okay. The reason, so there were a couple of reasons why I came to Florida. That was one of the main ones. There were two, but my son's father was also very abusive. 
And I needed to get the hell away from him. And my son at the time was three and he identified with gunshots. I remember very, very clearly my son, you know, said to me, mom, you hit a gunshots? And I'm like, huh? Mm -mm." And not only that, there was a very high concentration of bloods where I grew up. And, you know, I remember my son was about two and a half. I went to work, came home and I have a picture. I'll show you, Jay, but. My son was in a red Dickies pants, a red Dickies shirt, a red and white Dickies, um, like, under T-shirt, a red New York Yankee hat. And I was like, oh, no, we got to get out of here. This, wow. this is not what we're doing. So as a mom, you made the decision to give your son a better life. And I'm so thankful that I did. He's such an amazing child. And you see, you see, I, this is why I talk about how motherhood is a full-time job that never mm-hmm. ends, right? And I think during this pandemic, people are really understanding the value of mothers and teachers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because now you're home and you get to see how mom really takes care of all these kids and her working from home and cleaning up and doing everything she's supposed Like, it's a lot, it really is a lot. Um, so shout out to all the moms right now who are handling Zoom calls and breastfeeding and yes. cleaning up and homeschooling and Let's doing arts and crafts and still mm-hmm. can, and still going to give their husbands some nookie in the night. So how the hell you got time? <laughs> I'm just tired thinking about it. <laughs> oh my! This is a powerful. I'm 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 happy that you've made that decision. Um, to go and care for your mom, but it was also because you wanted to give your son a better life. It was also because you wanted, you know, a better life for yourself. You chose to escape an abusive relationship so that your mm-hmm. son would not grow up in that type of type of toxic environment. Absolutely. Uh, and these are the things that moms do, right? They mm-hmm. seek to give. Yeah sacrifice your job like you're doing now to go care for your mom sacrificing you know your family in the neighborhood you knew to go live somewhere you never lived before right just to give you know your your son a a better chance yeah a better opportunity right and moms are doing this every single day you know i remember when i was working at a law firm and you can't take days off. How you know you have snow days in New York? They forget that when there's snow days, um, where am I going to take my child? Right. But but I can't take a day off because I got to go to work. Because if I don't mm-hmm. go to work, I'm not going to get paid. And if I not get paid, like I might get laid off. I might get fired. Right. So I got. I took Maya and I stuffed Maya underneath my desk. <laughs> mm. Maya sat underneath my desk, and thank God I had an actual office. She right. sat underneath my desk for the entire work day. Wow. Coloring, doing whatever, being quiet. And and these are the things moms do, right? Like yeah. really, really being very creative in making sure they can prepare a meal for their kids while studying mm-hmm. for school or finishing up other duties and tasks like I don't even understand how some moms have multiple children and are working and going to school no I, I can't I, I take my hat off to yo if that's you mama we salute you we oh, salute you we salute you I didn't even like doing these certificate courses I hated far less sitting down in school for four years yeah you're mine <laughs> 
But you know what? I love seeing those stories. I it's very it's beyond inspirational. It really, really does encourage me. Like if she can do this, I definitely can. She has three. I have one. Come on. Come right. on. You know what? You know. I just want to also say, um, you 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 identify things that your mom did and things you chose not to do. And I think for a lot of us who have gained some sense of awareness about our socialization and how that morphed us into who we became and the parts of us that we really didn't like when you start pulling back the layers, like, oh, it's because this used to happen or it's because, you know, this was allowed to happen or it's because this happened when. Uh, And so making these very conscious decisions to, you know, talk to your kids. You know, my mom never used to talk to me about sex. You know, how do I have that conversation with my child about sex, you know, or being more inclusive? You know, Mm -hmm. I remember not being allowed to have friends over and I Mm -hmm. try to make sure I create a safe space for Maya and her friends that they call me Mama Jay and everyone knows that this house is their house. It's a safe space. They can stay however long they want to. And knowing that giving Maya that kind of liberty also allows me to see how they interact here, what they listen to here, their conversations and not judge them, but to Mm -hmm. be there as a guide. Mm -hmm. I remember one time one of Maya's friends, oh my God, I'm not going to tell a little girl business on the podcast, but one of Maya's friends, um, she was wronged by, by a friend in the group. And the friend in the group got exiled. Okay, Maya and all her buddies kicked the friend out of the group because the friend did something that was really wrong. It was wrong. Um, But I had to sit the girls down after they confessed and told me what happened. Sat them down. I'm like, these little teenage girls going through all this shit. Okay, how am I handling this? You think I could have ever tell my mother how the little boy that I liked liked another girl and some shit where the, you think I couldn't even like boys I had to close my eyes <laughs> I had to close my I had to close my eyes but I'm so grateful now that I could I can be that guide again being a guide not being a mom that's overbearing or judgmental, but really there as a guide, as a moral Those conversations are important because, you know, a lot of the mistakes that I made and a lot of the roads that I traveled, they could have been avoided had I really had that guide, that person to, you know, understand where I was and to really help, help me navigate. So, that's very important what you're doing, Jay. And, you know, a lot of people commend me on the mother that I am because if I don't do anything else right in this world, I know I'm a damn good mother. That's me. I know that. That's but I have to say, and I know there are a lot of great mothers out there, but you are a phenomenal mother. Your daughter, I feel as though our children are the boy and the girl like they're they're almost like related (laughs) like they're such great brilliant beautiful children and that's that's because of you so thank you my love and i've seen marquise in action and he really is such a beautiful spirit in human form 
He really Thank is. You. Listen, like I always say, I could have, I have fucked up so many times in life, but you see, being a mother, mm-hmm. and even times I become very like, you know, I don't know, I, I, there's so much pressure that I put on myself to be a good mom, and you know, like I'm checking up on Maya these days because I know that she's sad mm-hmm. because she misses her friends. Right. And just be mindful of that. Be mindful of, you know, she might need a day or two off from doing her schoolwork because, mm-hmm. you know, she is a little human being, too. And they're going through their, their stuff. This change, right. I couldn't go through that at home. Like, I had to always be pushing on A's. I had to always be active. Mm-hmm. I had to always do. And so, you know, going through the things we've gone through has given us wisdom hopefully mm-hmm. and, and wisdom is when you apply the information you have right when you when you right. when you've learned and you've applied it um damn now we're, i'm back to being a single mom girl let's go girl sometimes i really wish there was an extra paycheck in this house <laughs> i know it i know it because but if i don't work then us- we're not gonna get no food yeah Girl, you know, he's not going to give us anything more than we can bear. And, you know, women like you and I, um, it's going to take a very special man. Um, God has molded us into the women we've become. We are very strong. We are very brilliant. We are very independent. We are very loving. We are very caring. We're nurturing. We're kind. And... It's not every man who's going to be able to stand comfortably next to us. Oh, my God. You're talking to all the sisters outside, too, who have chosen not to bring men around their children, who have chosen Mm -hmm. to start dating and introduce their children to the guy they're seeing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's so weird. I just want to encourage, you know, mothers out there who seek to be in a relationship again to you know heal first yes absolutely heal first have these open conversations with your kids no matter how young or old they are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and put yourself out there to start dating another thing i want to i want to highlight is learning from our mistakes you know the mistakes of our own mothers and from our own mistakes of when you see that red flag, sis, don't take the flag and wave the flag, okay? Right. Burn that shit. <laughs> you know, you just <laughs> you see a big red flag, you'd be like, oh, can I have that? It looks so right. pretty. Let right. me wave this nice red mm-hmm. flag. No, sis. Red. Right. <laughs> right. That is a serious run moment. Seriously. But that's another thing, too. There are a lot of single moms out here that are trying to navigate life, right? So they're going to work. They're working one, two jobs. They're going to school. They're taking care of their kids. They're taking they're taking their kids to school in the morning, going to work, coming back in time to pick up their kids from school or after school, go home, make dinner, do homework. They can't even take care of themselves first because first they got to take care of their child. Sure. So by the time they do have time for themselves, they kind of feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Some women. Other women like me, I don't feel guilty for shit. I need this time for myself. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 
And if you start feeling guilty because you're not, you know, you do everything for your children and you can't take time for yourself. And if you're married, you do everything for your husband and your children and you can't take time for yourself, sis. Right. Sis. That's not healthy, though. What are you teaching your children? Your son might see that and want that emulated in his wife, and that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Your daughter might see that and be like, okay, that's what, you know, wives are supposed to do. Moms. Right. right. That's mm-hmm. not healthy. Um, and how's it being a single mom? Like, how's dating? Well, so, I am I am single. I, I, I feel like I'm single by choice. Um, I have a very... It's, it's complicated, Jay, as you know. I mean, I am a certified matchmaker. I dove into that whole matchmaking industry because one, I wanted to understand more about myself and what I was doing in terms of dating. And I also wanted to help other people navigate the dating world, Um, especially being single parents and having children. I felt like it was a very specific niche and I wanted to help people, but mostly myself. And in learning everything that I learned um, in my time working for uh, Paul Brunson and you know, even my training, I met with Patty Stanger in California, and some of the things that I I, I learned, it I hate to say this, but it, it made me happier as a single person. <laughs> you sound like a divorce attorney. <laughs> just, yo, I just said the other day after this whole pandemic, girl, I wish I was a divorce attorney because I know hella people getting divorced. Bam. Wow. Just saying, but um. <laughs> But I don't know, like, I'm just happy being single and my expectations are, they're high and they're not um, unrealistic. I have very realistic expectations, but they're high. And when I say high, I think about what I see today. And a lot of people don't have respect for their, their relationships, their marriages, their, you know, whatever situationship that they're in. There's not a whole lot of respect surrounding it. And I'm just like, I don't need to be a part of that. You know, it's going to take somebody very specific, somebody very special who was handcrafted for me. Mm. Otherwise, like, I'm good. I can wait. But I'll help you guys. I'll help you guys figure it out. But by the way, next week's episode is um, mental health and masturbation. Okay. Girl, I had a good nut this morning. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. It's it's good for the you need that release like there's so much going on right now and we started off this episode talking about all the things that I had and not even all the things but some of the things that I have on my shoulders you have to find some way to release and masturbation masturbation is not anything to you know feel embarrassed about or like shy about like it's life you have to find that release God gave us this sweet fruit for a reason sometimes it <laughs> sometimes it's a pick your own fruit one of my girlfriends just now when I was asking about um asking people to choose the topic she was like sometimes I like to click my mouse <laughs> sometimes my husband likes when I click it <laughs> <laughs> My husband likes to watch me click my mouse. I'm like, this bitch. 
I cannot. Uh, yo, mothers be having sex, you know. Single mothers, regular mothers. Yo, listen. How do you think we became mothers? Listen. I want to. Mm. I want to go somewhere, but I can't. <laughs> oh, I want to say something, but I can't. Uh, man. So. Recovering quite a bit of ground so far, um, and I won't keep you much longer. There's so much things to talk about. What's the most stressful thing about being a mom, and what's the most rewarding thing for you about being a mom? Um, the most stressful thing I would say about being a mom is the fact that his father is not in the picture, and you know. It doesn't affect me directly per se, but I feel bad for my son. I feel as though he is being cheated. And not that his father is like this great guy that, you know, has all this great stuff to teach him, but that's still his father. And it's like he's missing out, you know, and my son just doesn't even know what it's like to have that positive, constant male role model in his life and you know my brother and I aren't super duper close like yeah he knows his uncle he's only 20 minutes away but we don't really see him like that so I think for me that's the most stressful part um because I'm a woman and you know I taught my son literally everything I taught him how to pull his little penis out of his pants and pee when he was two years old like Mm -hmm. that's not my job bro right but I had to do it Right. You know, um, and and that's stressful. I, I just wish that his father was a better man. You know, I'll say that. I just wish he was a better man and and took care of his son. Like, take take time to know who he is. He's such a dope kid. Like, but anyway, that's all another story. The 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 most rewarding part for me is just having him. Like. My son is my best little buddy. Like, he is my best friend, for real. Like, I mean, I have you. You're my best, like, adult friend. But <laughs> in terms of, like, my every, every, every day, we talk about everything. You know, I told you my, my parents didn't really talk. My son and I talk about everything from life to love to sex to drugs to money. Like, we talk about school. We talk about health. We talk about we cook together um like we we talk about everything everything under the sun there's no there's no topic that is off the table when it comes to my son and I and we have really the best relationship and I'm grateful and that's the that's the most rewarding part just knowing that I gave birth to this amazing human like he's just amazing and whoever links up with him in life is going to be really, really lucky and not just girlfriend wise, but just people that he will encounter as he continues to grow. They're, they're going to be blessed to, to just be in his presence. Cause he's awesome. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know how I feel about my boy. That's, and, and, you and know, you know what? I, I, everybody I, that meets him says, you know, this kid is actually pretty darn dope. Like he's, he's amazing. Kid. He's amazing. And, but hearing you speak about your son, is so beautiful, but peeling back the layers on from a different perspective, right? There's so many Caribbean mothers and mothers of color who treat their sons like, and this is not you because I know your relationship with your son is just mm-hmm. stellar, 
But these mothers treat their sons like their second husband or, mm. or, or a king and treat their daughters like they're slaves or like they don't like them. I have seen this. And so yeah. I, I like I've when I... That. Wow. I've experienced that because, you so know, have I. and my mom were very close all the while. Like, I always felt like the, I, I, to this day, Jay, I don't know if you've ever heard me saying it with my mom, but I always joke and say, yeah, I know I'm adopted because you would think I was adopted. Wow. Yeah. I know you I say that meaning and jokingly, but have you ever thought that and really felt it deep in your soul? I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I feel, I know I'm hurt. Like, I know I'm my mother. Well, yo, I remember. I remember I was I started getting like memory flashbacks over the last couple of years. And I remember having a flashback of me thinking I was adopted. I think I probably was like six or seven because somehow in my little mind this couldn't be my mother who right. treated me like this right i have i must have been adopted must have been for me i think i had those thoughts in regards to the way their their minds were i was just like these people are like dense like like who are these people we can't be related like, there's no way my brain and you're telling me <laughs> these are my family members it's like that's just not possible i can't i gotta be adopted <laughs> i just want to be in this family but <laughs> <laughs> no seriously like i'm like these people are wild but that is another major dynamic in a lot of households how mothers treat their sons versus how they treat their daughters um it, it is and and that's why to jay i'm grateful i actually prayed for a boy um and i got him and i'm so thankful because i didn't want a daughter i really didn't um i wanted a boy i got my boy and i think i treat him the way i would want I would have wanted to be treated as a child, period. Right, right. You know, I don't think I treat him. I, I just know that I was a difficult child and maybe it's because I had a difficult mom and I didn't know that I'd be able to tolerate that type of energy. Um, but I treat my son the way I would have wanted to be treated. Talk to me about things, teach me things, help me understand the why. Right. You know, and, and that's it. And when my niece comes over, because my niece is, is three weeks younger than my son to the day exactly you know 21 days and I treat her the same exact way we have a great relationship she loves me and when she's here it's the same thing we talk about everything we're cooking together right. I'm all in her business I'm all over her Instagram like we, you know I treat them the same right and being a healthy guide right I, I feel like mm -hmm. even if you may not be a mother um you do have influence over a lot of young people in your life sure and so you know you can be that maternal guide you can tap into your maternal instincts and you know give proper and healthy and positive direction to the young people in your life to your nieces to your nephews to your godchildren to your students you know whomever they may be um, let me see. What is my overall str 
struggle with motherhood and what's the the most rewarding part? Um, I think presently what I'm struggling with is, um, damn, these are the vulnerable parts of the podcast. (laughs) What I'm struggling with is, um, just making sure that Maya really, really flourishes into a healthy, healthy, healthy young woman. And I feel like I struggle sometimes because I'm so very open and I'm so very emotional and, you know, I have my struggles and sometimes she is privy to seeing like a glimpse into that. Um, And sometimes I worry how that may affect her, but I think that's just me being just over analytical about, Mm -hmm. you know, how my child perceives me. Um, Because at the end of the day, I don't bring her harm. I don't create a hostile environment for her. I I know she lives in a safe space where she doesn't have to worry about anyone being in her space in her face she don't have to worry about abuse of any kind right i don't bring men over to the house like you know and i'm very conscious of that so i think that's something i struggle with like i hope when she really grows up and blossoms into you know her womanhood that she loves me (laughs) you know my gosh without a question and it, that girl adores you, and I think if anything, she's gonna realize that you really and truly are a G. Like you really are. Like you will make the best out of whatever the situation is. And although you may have your struggles, Jay, you always come out on top. Like you always do. You will find a way to turn it and flip it and rise again. And she will see, she's seen that. I'm sure she's seen it a few times. I see. And when I she see. grows up, she's going to realize, yo, my mom's is a G. She says that now. You know, Maya That's told me recently, like, she's like, yeah, my child is poured into my spirit. She's like, mom, I can feel it. I can feel it. What, Maya? What, what, what are you feeling? She's like, I can feel it. You're almost there. You're about to hit it big. You're about to be on billboards and stuff, mom. I don't know. Like, I just feel it. I'm like, Maya. Hey, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> the most rewarding part about motherhood for me is the fact that there is a human being who looks like me and mm. who has my blood and has my personality and who you know like that's that's fascinating to me when i was pregnant i hated being pregnant like i'm I'm, yes i know y'all oh i love being pregnant fuck that shit i hated that shit i hate that shit i had i had a i had a flicking alien in me i felt like a parasite this thing was just growing in me eating all my food and just draining me making my nose get big make me turn black like i was just i hated it i was throwing up for the first three to four months i hated it my voice changed i got fat i got ugly i hated it (laughs) but when she was born i was like after 30 hours of labor then being induced the after she was born um i was i was in love like mm. but that's why i only did it once yo right <laughs> yeah i had the other route i had to have an emergency c-section because my 
my son's father decided it was appropriate to drive around with a suspended license and proceeded to get arrested the night I went into labor. So I had a police officer call me to tell me this while my water's like breaking. I'm trying to get in the shower to get to the hospital. So now I'm not breathing properly, okay? And the doctor's like, you have to breathe. The baby's losing oxygen. And I'm just upset because this dude's supposed to be here, but he's in the 67th precinct Aww. instead. And he was like, you know what? You're not breathing properly. We're going to have to have an emergency C-section. I was Aww. like, yay. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Listen, and the things that we have to endure, the scars that we have to wear, the hats that we have to wear... The roles we have to play, you know, how we have to compartmentalize and multitask and just Mm -hmm. with people like, look what you're going through. You're about to give birth to your first child. The father of your child should be there. He's doing Mm -hmm. dumb ass shit. It's like and here you are not only being a mother to your, your, your child to be but also to this grown ass man like shout out to all the mothers who are raising grown ass men I don't know how y'all do it y'all better than me (laughs) y'all better than me too y'all better than me too for real raising a grown ass man get the hell out of here um we're wrapping up my love yeah motherhood and mental health you know this was really just a conversation hopefully we've been able to like cover a couple of different things based on our own experiences and you know I will have an, a, a recap, a follow-up episode, and talk more about some of the, you know, like, emotional issues and that a lot of mothers endure and, and have to heal from and are managing. Um, and I probably have a get, another guest on, maybe a doctor, um, to talk about this from more of a, a you know a scientific psychological perspective, um, but girl, being a mother, it's 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 something that's tailor made. You know, we can try to mimic how other people, you know, mother, but no one mother is is alike. Right. Because each child is not the same. Correct. And so. Very true. Whether your child is fully healthy and fully functioning, whether your child has underlying health issues, whether your child has um, developmental delays or learning disabilities or whatever the case may be, we salute you. Absolutely. We salute you because God knows how much patience and strength it takes to be you on a daily basis to take care of your kids and take care of yourself and take care of other people. God damn. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And the amount of it tears is. that we cry in the nighttime when our children are asleep. They don't mm. know. Mm. They don't know. They don't know, girl. Oof. Mm. But for every tear you cried. Mm. Say it, girl. Say it. God is going to replenish your pantry, yes, replenish your pocketbook, yes, replenish your bank account, Hallelujah. replenish Preach. your heart. Listener, yes, count it all joy, yeah? Mm-hmm. Count it all joy. So all the mothers out there, we want to salute you and um, I wish you a happy, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Anyone you want to shout out real quick before we end? Shana. Oh. I will shout out to my sister girl, Nevalita, 
Andrella, um, just, I mean, everybody. I, I, I Shout out to you, Jake, because you're dope. And you know I adore you. Um, and my own mommy. Shout out my mommy. I'll see you soon, my dear. Aw. And, um. Probably play this for her when you get down. I am, and I'm actually taking, I've already packed up my stuff, so we will be recording some stuff, and I'm going to call you. I want you to get in on that. Oh, nice. I'll Have be some, honored. some deep conversations with her. All right, yeah. Shauna the Fixer. It was a pleasure having you on Thank episode you. 38, my Mental Health and Motherhood. I almost yeah. forget my episode name. Yes, <laughs> so it happens when you record late. later in the night. <laughs> I love you, girl. Yeah, you're dope. I love you too. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, babe. In my head. Yeah, I love my friends. <laughs> Who I could just call at any time and be like, yo, you want to jump on this episode with me? I ain't no doctor. I ain't nobody special. Of course, you're special. You're my best friend. That's what best friends are for. Um, Hopefully, this conversation um, was insightful. You know, hopefully you've seen a bit of yourself in us or the things we discussed. Um, This was light. I'm trying not to make... May too heavy because April was just so so heavy with the content that we were discussing in regards to COVID 19 and its effects. So, my mission coming into May and covering mental health awareness is also to cover the heavy subjects but still keep it a little bit light just this month, just to balance things off a bit. That's why we're talking masturbation next week. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you definitely are like, sh- listen, sh- you y- y'all are ready for me in that one. Anyway, before I go, I just definitely want to say um, happy Mother's Day to all of the amazing women in my life. Happy Mother's Day to my own mother. Yeah, wherever she may be. I want to acknowledge her for doing the best that she could with the little that she had. I want to thank her for teaching me lessons directly and indirectly. I want to thank her for the time she protected me and was there to support and encourage me. I want to send my mother good energy, love, and light. And I pray that one day, hearts of flesh on both sides will prevail and that and that we'll be okay. I can only pray. But that's me being who I am. It it takes two, right? So, yeah. Anywho, sending love out to all the mothers, birth mothers, surrogate mothers, stepmothers, adopted mothers, foster mothers, godmothers, mothers-in-law, aunties who play mothers, big sisters who act like mothers, Big mamas, expected mothers, first-time mothers, grandmothers, mothers-to-be, mothers-to-everyone, mothers who lost a child or children, and mothers in training. 
happy, happy, happy Mother's Day to you. In my head. What's playing in my head? Uh, psh, classic voice to men, of course, mama. <laughs> Classic boys to men. I know y'all playing a whole mama's playlist for this Sunday, um, but it's Wednesday. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at realjbless, R-E-A-L-J-A-Y-B-L-E-S-S-E-D. Do not forget to log on to jbless.com, your source for all things Caribbean. It is the home of a human experience from a Caribbean perspective. There are new stories up on the website. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you check that out. Um, and if you have not yet, sign up to my newsletter. The sign-up page is at the bottom of jblast.com. It's also in the link in my bio on my Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to do that. In the meantime, I cannot wait to chat with you next week. It's been your girl here. Another episode. Yes, yes, another episode. Episode 38, bitches. (laughs) This has been another episode of In.